the Lord. God is good. Thank Amen. You, Jesus. God Amen. is good. Hallelujah. Stand for a minute. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you for this day. Thank you. We praise you for what you're doing in our life. Thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. Thank you for all the mothers that we celebrate at this time of the year and every day of the year. We celebrate our mothers, those that have given their life and their efforts and to bring us up and to guide us and to teach us the things that we will know and we will do to bring honor and glory to you. Thank you for those mothers that bring you closer to you, Lord God, that, that bring the children in the ways of the Lord, that teach them the way of the Lord so that children will be right in the eyes of God and be blessed. Father, we just give you thanks and praise for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Just say amen. amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I've been telling you um, about our one-year Bible. So today I'm going to share something with you from our one-year Bible. If you don't have a one-year Bible, we have one in the back that costs $15. We'd like for you to get one and begin reading. Today is May, let's see, today is May 14. So you will read May 14. And... Uh, by the time you finish reading it every day, you, read, you have read through the entire Bible, and which will be a great blessing to you. Today, I want to talk to you from the Word of God, and I want to talk to you from my Bible study here, and I'm going to share a particular lesson today about a lady in the Bible named Hannah. Hannah. And... Um, for that, we will turn in our Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel. First Samuel. Chapter 1. 1 Samuel, chapter 1. And uh, if I were to title this message, I would title it, since lady knows how to cook and follow recipes and keep up with the recipes and make recipes about this and about how you cook this and how you cook that. I would call this a, a recipe for success. Right? With the title of this message, I would call it a recipe for success. Say that to me, a recipe for success. And uh, we'll go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let me get it in my Spanish Bible here so I could use the Spanish Bible too. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel. It's right before a short book that maybe if you have an opportunity, you should read it. It's the book of Ruth. So that's another great lady. This, the book of Ruth only has four chapters, so it's a very easy reading. So if you ever want to spend some time reading about some great woman in the Bible, great woman of God in the Bible, Ruth, this one, only has four chapters. Take your time and read it. You'll learn a lot from Ruth. But today I want to talk to you from another woman. Right after Ruth, we're going to talk about another woman, and her name was Hannah. And we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, and I'm going to begin reading from verse 5. 1 
1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 5. We call her Hannah in, in English, and uh, we call her Hannah in Spanish too. So, nothing much to learn there. I think we call her Ana in Spanish. We take the H out. I don't know why, but Hannah is her name, so you should still call her Hannah no matter what it is in Spanish or in English. But we call it Ana. Primer Samuel, capítulo 1, versículo 5. First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 5. And it says, But unto Hannah he gave her a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord has shut up her womb. Let me see if I have it here. So here we have uh, verse 5. It begins to talk about Hannah. And Hannah had a husband. And um, the husband's name was Elkanah. And Elkanah's wife was Hannah. And at that time, he had two wives. One of them was named Hannah, and the other one was here that we talked about. But today, I want to just talk about Hannah. But unto Hannah, he gave a, a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord has shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her for to make her afraid, because the Lord has shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Give me a little bit of light in the sanctuary so people could see and could read the Bible, please. Thank you. Thank you. I still feel a little dark. Oh. Maybe the sun just went down, right? So here we find a story in the Bible, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1, verse 5, verse 5, about a lady named Hannah. This lady Hannah had a husband. Her husband treated her very nice. He loved her. He cared for her. He gave her twice as much as what he should give her. But she still had a crisis. She still had a problem. Her problem was that she could not have a child. So she had a problem, just like any lady have a problem. You might have a situation or circumstance. It just doesn't seem like there's no answer. It just doesn't seem like things are not working out. It just doesn't seem you try this, that doesn't work. You try this, that doesn't work. Well, Hannah had a situation like that. Her husband loved her, took care of her, provided for her, but still she could not have a child. And in her crisis, notice the recipe for success. Today I'm going to be talking about the recipe for success. Number one, Hannah's recipe for success was number one. It says there in verse, okay, verse seven. It says, and as he did so year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord. She was having a crisis. She was having a problem, but she was still going to the house 
of the Lord. Many times when we go to crisis and when we go to problems and we, we, when we have situations in our life, we don't know what to do. It's like we stop going to the house of the Lord. Today I'm talking about the recipe for success. Hannah had a problem. He had a situation she could not overcome, but that did not stop her from coming to the house of the Lord. You notice that, right? It did not hinder her. It did not stop her from, house, from coming to the house of the Lord. And even when she came to the house of the Lord, she was still provoked. Just, becoming, just because you're coming to church doesn't mean that you're not going to have trouble. Just because you come to church doesn't mean you're not going to have crisis. Just because you come into church doesn't mean that you're going to have problems. You're not going to have crisis. You're not going to have situation. And even though she was coming to the house of the Lord, she was still provoked by the other one, telling her, you can't have no children. This is not going to work out for you. You're not going to have any child. And continue to provoke her. But number one, recipe for success is come to the house of the Lord. Don't allow your provocation. Don't allow your enemies to stop you from coming to the house of God. You understand? A recipe for success is, number one, don't allow your problems, your crisis, your situation, whatever is stressing you, whatever is distressing you, whatever is bothering you, don't allow that to stop you from the house of God. She came even though she had a problem. Give, give me verse 8. So what happened? Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why are you crying? Hannah, why are you not eating? Hannah, why are you grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? Her husband said, I take care of you. I do the things I need to do. You know, we wish, how many of you had, wish you had a husband that, you could, that he could say to you, I'm better than ten sons. That would, that's, this guy was good. <laughs> Amen? And that, that could be some of your ladies' mother's prayer. I wish my husband was like this man. Let some of the spirit of Elkanah come upon him. Maybe not ten, but at least two sons will be better than none. He was better than ten sons, so you could pray for your husband. He was praying. But she, he told her, I care for you. I take care of you. Am I not better than ten sons to you? Verse 9. So Hannah rose up after they have eaten in Shiloh, after they have drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. Recipe for success, number one, don't stop coming to the house of God. Don't stop. No matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter what the enemy tries to disturb you and discourage you, tell you you're wasting your time, tell you the people there are hypocrites. How many of you ever heard that the people at church are hypocrites? So what do you want to do to eliminate the hypocrites? You just don't go to church? They still come into church. <laughs> Let one righteous come to church at least. Come on. If, the, if, you just, if all the righteous stay home because the hypocrite come to church, then what will happen? We'll have a church full of hypocrites. So the righteous got to come in. Come in. Come in. Be an example to those that are hypocrites. Be an example to those that are not living right. Be an example. Do your part. Don't let the enemy take over the church. You're supposed to be in the house of the Lord. This is where you shine. This is where you hear from God. This is where God talks to you. This is when you have an opportunity to give. There is no other place like the house of God. Walmart is not better. Kmart is not better. Uh, whatever, Nick, whatever store you want to go to, none of, those, none of those places are better than the house of the Lord for you. They don't provide for you what you need. You need something 
inwardly, not outwardly. Amen? So num recipe number one, don't stop coming to the house of the Lord. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Recipe number two. Don't stop praying. Pray. Pray is important for you. Pray is important for your family. Pray is important for your children. Pray is important for your future. Pray is important for your harvest. Pray is important for your wealth. Pray is important for your health. Pray is important for your life. There's something that happens inside of you when you pray that never happens until you pray. The Bible says, and she was bitterness of soul. The only way to bring peace to your soul is by praying. When you pray, there's a peace that passes all understanding that comes inside of here. Do you just know, okay, God, I don't know how to change it. I don't know what to do. I, I, I do all I can, and I'm, I'm finally through with this. I'm praying to you, God. Recipe for success. Come to the house of the Lord. Recipe for success. Pray. Pray. No matter what the problem is. No matter what it looks like. No matter what the situation looks like. No matter what the circumstance looks like. Even if it has not changed, you can still pray. Prayer is the key to your success. So the enemy doesn't want you to talk to God and pray. If he could get you shut down in your problems, in your emotions, in your anger, on, your, on, your, on, on whatever it is that is holding you down, he could get you stuck there. Could you imagine living like that, stuck there, stuck in depression, and stuck in, and stuck in oppression, and stuck in distress, and, and stuck in complaining, and, and, stuck of, and stuck of crying for this, and crying for that, and crying. And he could get you just stuck there without prayer, you won't have a breakthrough. Recipe for success, come to the house of the Lord. Recipes for success number two, pray. And no one can tell you how to pray. All of you know how to pray. No one needs to teach you how to pray. Even Jesus gave the disciples, he said, how do we pray? They, 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 they thought, we don't know how to pray. So Jesus gave them the disciples prayer. If you don't know how to pray, pray the disciples pray. Begin with that. Sometimes I don't know what to pray for, so I just ask. I just begin to pray the disciples prayer. I just begin to say, my Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Start with that. If you don't know what to say, say that. Say that. Read it and pray it. Not just read it and say it, but read it and pray it. My Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread. Pray the disciples' prayer. You know how to pray. She was praying. Even though she was oppressed, even though she was distressed, even though she was persecuted, even though she felt things were not fair, even though she felt like, why is this happening to me? Why cannot I have a child? She prayed. Recipe for success. Number one, come to the house of God. Number two, pray. Number three, as she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept so, verse 11. Listen to this. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord, host, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and remember me and not forget your handmaid, but will give unto me, unto your handmaid, a man-child, 
Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor come upon his head. So she made a, a bow. Learn to make bows to God and keep them. <laughs> I know some of you don't have many problems making bows. The problem is, that I think the last part is the hard part, and keep it, right? We don't have a problem making bows to God. God, I do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. Just like many people make bows to you, right? Remember some people say, hey, could I borrow $100? I'll pay you back tomorrow. But they didn't tell you which tomorrow they will pay you back, I guess. Because there's many tomorrows after that, and they still don't pay you back. They don't know how to keep vows. You know, start learning to make small vows and keep the small vows. Just make small vows to yourself. Just make small vows to yourself and keep them. If you say, I'm not going to curse anymore, then keep that vow. I'm not going to curse anymore. And when you find yourself cursing, say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I meant to keep my vows. Because some of you are big at making big vows, making big commitments to God. God, his one, God, I, I have no money. I got no job. If I have money, if I give you a job, I give you everything. This is when they got nothing. Right? I give you everything. I got no money. I give you everything I have. And then they take the pennies that they have and they give it to God. Oh, God, look, I'm giving you everything. They make that type of bow. If you will bless me, I give you everything. This is, this, this is easy to say when you got nothing. Don't, don't you agree? When you got nothing, it's very easy to say, I give you everything. Cuando usted tiene nada, es bien fácil decir, te lo doy todo. The problem is when the pockets begin to get filled and you start putting money into your pockets. Then all of a sudden, you forget that at one time you were here. You, forgot, you forget this. At one time you had no money. You didn't know how you were going to make it. You were trying to figure out, God, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? And in your distress and in your circumstance, you went like this to God. I said, God, if you bless me, if you give me money, if you bless me with a job, if you bless me with a car, if you bless me with a house, if you bless me with this, if you bless me with another job, if you bless me with this, Lord, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to do more. I don't know what type of promise some people make. But the moment the pockets start getting filled, the same person comes to the front. Now it's time to give. Oh. Um, uh, I, I don't, I, 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 now, that, now that they got money, oh, uh, now they got money, right? Oh, wow, I can't give God my 20 because that only leaves me with $4. <laughs> so, so I know what to do. I'll, I'll give God my dollar. Oh, you be really generous. I give God $4. But you will keep the 20 for yourself. But when you had nothing, remember that? When you got nothing, you gave God all your change. But now that you got dollars, you don't remember God anymore. Like, oh my goodness, how could I give God $20? Do you remember who put the $20 when you had nothing in your pocket? Have you forgotten so quickly? 
Have you forgotten so quickly who gave you the $20 that you didn't have in your pocket at one time? That night you have a hard time giving. Now the most you want to give God is like I used it one time. We were very generous. Every time we went to church, brothers and sisters, we were so generous that we would give a dollar every time we go to church. Every time. Like this. Very proud of that one dollar we used to put in. Every time an offering. One dollar. You, you got to break that one dollar cycle. You got to bring that, you got to break that one dollar mentality. Are you ever going to be able to give a 20 to church? Are you ever, ever going to be able to give a 20 to church? To some of you, that's a miracle. <laughs> if I ever get 20, heaven must have came down, the doors of or something, some miraculous place took place. Amen. But when you have nothing, you tell God you give him everything. But when you have something, you, think, you tell God you give him something. See, when you got nothing, you tell God, I give you everything. When you got something, you tell, when you got money, then you tell God, I give you something. Remember your vows that you made to the Lord. Because he will increase you to prove you. You understand what I'm saying? God will increase you to prove you what's in your heart. So when you pray to God, God bless me financially, he will bless you financially. How many of you are ready for financial bless? Wave at me. How many of you are ready for financial bless? How many of you are ready for financial bless? Wave at me. Wave at me. Because he will increase you. And when he increases you, he does it to show you what's in your heart. It's not for him. It's to reveal to you, hey, this is what's in your heart. Look. You tell me that you've given, now you're not giving. So he's showing you, so he will increase you. It's, like, it's just like people that go gambling for the first time. Have you ever noticed that people that go gambling for the first time, most of the time they fill in the blank? Somebody that haven't gambled in their life, and they go gamble for the first time. Most of the time when they go gamble for the first time, the answer is either win or lose. Most of the time when they go gambling for the first time, will they win or will they lose? Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Most of the time, somebody, a person that never gambled before, when they go gambling, they will. Even Lewis agree with that. Am I right? Am I right? Lewis, am I right? Will they win? For one, for I don't know how, but they always seem to win. And they make 10, and they make 50, and they make 100. And they make 500, and then they're going to go for the big one. And when they go for the big one, they what? And they lose how much? Isn't that amazing? Have you ever noticed that pattern? Just put somebody new at the gambling table. They'll go play, and they win. And then the eyes open and open and open, and they win more. And then it gets to a point where you say, oh, I'm going to double my win. I'm going to really, really win. And then they lose it. All. So when you pray and you ask God sincerely from your heart to bless you financially, he will bless you. If the devil knows how to do that, God knows how to do it even better and greater than him. That's just the devil setting you up at those casinos and the places that you gamble. He's just setting you up. He knows if, if he gets you hooked up to this thing, the next thing you know, you're going to be plain and you're going to be addicted. If the devil could do it, God could do greater. So when you pray, and you pray sincerely, and you ask God, God, bless me financially, 
he will bless you. Without a doubt, he will bless you. You will start seeing finances turn around. You will start seeing things turning around. You will start seeing favor. You will start seeing the grace of God. You will start seeing that you buy this and it works out for you. You will find out that you're trying to sell something and all something is sold like you couldn't, you couldn't imagine before. Things will begin to open for you financially if you ask God to bless you financially. But the test will come. Would you keep the promise that you made to God? Hannah made a vow, and she prayed. And she said, God, if you bless me with a child, I will give him to you. His hair will not be cut. I will bring him to the house of God. I will give him back to you. She only asked for one. God blessed her with more than one at the end. Verse 11. Verse 12. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord, continued praying. Brothers and sisters, a recipe for success is not only pray, but just continue praying. Don't give up on your prayers. Just continue reminding God, God, I want, this is what I want. She continued praying. And the priest's name is Eli. The priest saw her praying in the house of the Lord. Every opportunity that you have to come to church and pray in church, take it. Come to church and pray. We start church services here at 10 o'clock at 9.30. Our church doors are open so you can come in and pray. Take the opportunity and come pray. Take that opportunity and come pray. And then after you pray, continue praying. Listen, what happens? Hannah was praying to God. She spake in her heart. Only her lips move, but her voice was not heard. In other words, she was praying to God. Maybe she came to the front. Maybe she was on the back, and she was praying, and she was just praying, God, I need my help. I need you to do this. God, you see how people are provoking me. You see how that woman continued to antagonize me. You see how she continued to bother me. God, I need you to do something. God, I need your help. It wasn't loud, but it was just that the priest noticed that her lips were moving. She was praying from her heart. Praying from your heart doesn't mean you pray loud. Praying from your heart means you just pray to God. You want God to know. She was talking to God. But listen to this. So Eli, verse 14, and Eli, the priest, said unto her, how long would you be drunken? She thought, he thought she was drunk. Put away this wine from you. And Anna answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful heart. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Underline that in your Bible, before the Lord. Pour out my soul before the Lord. How many of you really pray unto God until, like you really meant it? There's going to come a time in your life that you're going to have to learn to pray until you really mean it. I mean, seriously pray about something. God, I really need this to change. God, I really want this thing to take place. God, I really want something. Pray that you really mean it from your heart. Some of you, some of you just pray just like you don't really mean it. No, no intensity about it. No fervency about it. No real desire about it. Just like you're just casually talking. But the problems that you face, the situation that you, you're going through, you need to pray like you really mean it. Listen to what happened. 
Count not your handmaid as the daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaints and grief have I spoken hereto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant you petition that you have asked of him. I want to, I want to, I want to, Miss Carmen, yes, Miss Carmen is here. Miss Carmen, could you come down here for a moment? Hallelujah. Watch this. I want you to see this. I want to use a person to show you what's happening. For now, we're going to change Miss Carmen to Miss Hannah's name, all right? And Miss Hannah was praying, right? Listen. Now, you know what? When Miss Hannah was praying, we're going we're gonna to set her up the right way, first of all. When Miss Hannah was praying, come up here. Come up here. Two steps. One, two, three. Okay, turn around. When Miss Hannah was praying, it says that Miss Hannah has sorrow in heart. So, we're going to train Miss Hannah here to be sorrow in heart. She was crying to God. She was praying to God. And as she was praying to God, yes, that's good, that's good. We're not recording this, are we? No, 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 okay, good, good, no, we're not recording this. As she was praying hard, her lips were moving. The priest saw her lips moving. She wasn't smiling. Okay, let's take the smile away, right? The priest saw her lips were moving. The priest thought that she was drunk, but she didn't drink wine or anything like that. So the priest said to her, and Eli, okay, let me, let me get back there. Make sure I got the right, my Bible move. Hannah spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunk. Have you ever prayed like that? You have prayed like that. Okay, so let's do a little bit of that. And Eli say unto her, how long are you going to be praying like that? You're drunk. And Hannah said, no, I'm not drunk. Then Eli answered and said unto her. Now watch how important the priest's words are. Watch how important the words of a pastor are. Listen, the priest said unto her, go in peace. The priest said to her, go in peace. The God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. Notice, what, notice what's happening here. She's crying. She's talking to the Lord. The priest saw her crying. The priest come and said, are you drunk? She said, no. And then he said, okay, Hannah, go in peace. The God of Israel have heard your request. What would you do if you were praying and believing God for something and the pastor comes and tells you, go in peace. The God of Israel have heard your request. Go in peace. Now, I did not hear the request. I might think I know what it is, but I didn't hear it. She was talking to God. The pastor just said, the priest says, go in peace. What would you do? How would you take that? Which, I'm, I'm sure some of you will say, pastor, you don't even know what I'm praying about. Pastor, what are you talking about? I don't know what you would say. Maybe you need to fill in the blank for yourself. Let me ask you, what would you say if you were Hannah? What would you do if you were Hannah if the 
priest just told you, go in peace, God has granted you your request. When someone tells you, someone in authority that you know they're a godly person, tells you something, you better take heart to the words that they say unto you. When you come to church and the pastor sees you, he haven't met you, and he said, you know what? God is going to change your situation. God is going to change your circumstance. God is going to bring a transformation. What do you do? Recipe for success number three. And she said, let your hand may find grace. So the woman went her way and did eat. And her countenance was no more sad. So what happened? So how did your countenance change from, put it, Question, did anything change for Hannah? Did anything change for Hannah right now? No, nothing changed. She was still barren. She didn't have a baby. Did she have a baby? All the priests said, go in peace. All he said was, go in peace. God heard your request. Did anything change for Hannah? Right now, the second, nothing did she still, was she still barren? Yes. Did she have a baby? No. But she received a word from God that changed her heart. How you receive when a man or woman gives you a word of God is important. Nothing happened. She still, did she still have a problem? Yes. She probably still had the tears on her eyes. She probably still had her clothes, her clothes trenched with tears. Nothing changed. Only thing that happened was that she received the word of God. The Bible said that when she received that word, her countenance was no more sad. So she went from that to, let me see that happy face. Let's give a big hand clap for her. Hallelujah. Verse 19, and they rose up early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. Notice that after a change of countenance, after a change of emotions, then she went to worship. Recipe number four, worship God in the midst of your trials. Worship God in the midst of your problems. But because you receive the word of the Lord, you can worship God. And what happened? And returned and came to her house. Rama and Elkanah knew her, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him on the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice, and then she brought the baby. Now, I want you to say verse 27. I'm going to end it with verse 27. 
Recipe for success. Listen to what she said in verse 27. And you could underline this in your Bibles. Well, let's go to verse 26 and then we read verse 27. You don't know what verse 27 means until you read verse 27. Verse 26 says, And she said, Oh, my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by here praying unto the Lord. Remember, she came back to the church, and she brought the child Samuel. She dedicated him to the Lord, and she said, I am that woman that was praying. Maybe the priest didn't remember. Maybe he'll know how many words he had given to people over the years. But this one came back and said, I'm the one that was praying. And she says, verse 27, for this child I pray, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I ask of him. I'm going to say it in Spanish. Por este niño oraba, y Jesús, Jehová. Jehová me dio lo que él le pedí. Por este niño oraba. Y Jehová me dio lo que le pedí. And I'm finishing with this. Listen to her final statement. For this child I pray, and the Lord answered my prayer. For this child I pray, and the Lord answer my prayer. What are you praying for? What are you praying for? What are you believing God for is important. Some of us pray so randomly and pray for so many things that when it comes to pass, you don't remember, I pray for that. Hannah had a focus. She was praying for one thing in particular, and when it came to pass, she was able to say, for this child, I pray. We need to focus our prayer, focus it so much that when it comes to pass, we could say, I pray for this, and that's why I have that. I pray for a house. That's why we have a house. I pray for this child. That's why we have this child. I pray for financial situation to get breakthrough, and that's why I'm out of debt. I pray for somebody to be healed, and that's why that person is healed. You got to focus your attention and your prayer in such a way that when it comes to pass, you could also say, for this I pray, and it has come to pass. Focus your prayer. Don't let it be, I'm praying about this, praying about that, praying about this, praying about that, praying about this. You want a business? Pray for a business. You want increase? Pray for increase. You want health? Pray for health. You want wealth? Pray for wealth. You want wisdom? Pray for wisdom. Focus in whatever you want to pray into such a way that you touch God's heart. And when it comes to pass, you can say, for this I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Focus your prayer. Don't be praying about everything, everything, everything. Focus it. Zero in into something. Zero in into something. So when it comes to pass, you could tell God, I know God gave me the word. I know God told me it's going to come to pass. And he did it. For this I pray in the name of Jesus. 
And mothers, maybe many of your mothers are praying for many different things. And it's okay, but you need to focus your prayer. You need to say, I'm going to pray for this child to be delivered. I'm going to be praying for this situation to take place. I'm going to pray for the circumstance to take place. Focusing in, zero in onto such a way that when it comes to pass, God knew, you know, everybody knows that I pray for this in Jesus' name. What are you praying for? What are you believing God for? What do you have in your heart that you want God to do for you? Let it be so strong in your heart that when it comes to pass, you could get on the front of the church and say, Pastor, remember this and, and remember that. I pray for this and God did it for me. Hallelujah. That has to be your testimony. You got to have that passion in prayer. You got to zero in in your prayers. You got to know what you're praying for. You got to know what you believe in God for. You know what you're fighting for. So when it comes to pass, you can say, God did it. I prayed to God, and God did that for me. Hallelujah. Everybody stand, please. Thank you, Jesus. Did you get something out of the service today? Let's focus in that prayer. Let's, let's get it in there. So when we're in prayer, we're going to pray continually. We're going to come to the house of the Lord. We're going to pray continually. We, when we hear somebody come and give me a word, I'm not just taking it as a word that's given to me. If I'm praying for something and I've been asking God for something and that person don't even know what I was asking for, and he told me, and the priest said, your prayer has been granted. God of Israel have answered your prayer. You take it as, okay, God, my countenance is changing. I'm changing my confession. I'm changing my talk. I'm changing the way I'm living at things. I'm changing the way I'm looking at things. I'm changing. If she didn't change, the transformation wouldn't have taken place. Remember, she didn't have a child before. So she probably didn't even want to know Cana, Elkanah anymore. Probably didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. We're trying all these years, trying, 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 trying. Nothing happening. Why bother? Why bother? But she tried again because you receive a word from God. When you receive a word of God from God, it's time to try again. It's time to believe again. It's time to put your trust in him again. In the name of Jesus. How many of you got it? Come on, you got it. See her in your prayer. I'm expecting to hear some testimony. Pastor Juan, you spoke about that in May 15, I think. 2016, Mother's Day, you spoke about that. And I'm telling you today... When you told me that, I started focusing in my prayer, and I started praying about a specific thing. And I'm going to tell you today that for this, I pray, and God did it. For this, I pray, and God did it. Some of you have already got answers to your prayers. Some of you have got, but there's more. The same way you did it, God will do more for you. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you today that there's people that's going to have a heart of prayer. I thank you today that people are going to believe in you today. I thank you today for the mothers that are listening, for the mothers that are present here today. They have prayed for so many things that they have come to pass. But this is the year 2017 for mothers. This is the year 2017 for fathers. This is the year 2017 for America. This is a new year. This is a new day. This is a new hour. This is a new moment. This is a new season. And we have to discern that. And Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that when you people that are called by your name will humble themselves and pray, I pray that you will hear from heaven and you will answer the prayer so they will know without a shadow of a doubt 
that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob still alive today, that the God of Israel still alive today, that the God of all God, the God that is the only God, the true and living God, he's still alive today, and he still answers prayers today in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you will answer prayer in the name of Jesus. You will fill this house. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to answer prayer for your people in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, you're good. God, you're wonderful. God, you're great. We are changing our countenance today. We are changing our look at life today. Whatever the enemy has done is in the past. God, you're moving forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo.